What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today's a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Bobby Holbert, aka Bay, aka the bearded man. And who is Bobby Holbert? If you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. I'll let you know who Bobby is right now in a little TLDR, too long and didn't read if you didn't know what that stands for. And Bobby is the former host of the Purpose in the Youth podcast, which is a podcast that he did for over three years where he interviewed people to talk about their purpose. The podcast started after him listening to podcasts like The School of Greatness with Lewis Howes and him liking the stories of those famous entrepreneurs, whether it be the Gary Vee's of the world, whoever it might be. But he wanted to hear more from the younger generation, some of these younger people that are killing it or have found their purpose. So he started the podcast himself and it grew. He had, like I said, over three years, he had some impressive guests on the show like Drama, Rory Kramer, Matt Como, Matt Zavella, uh, that one blonde kid. Tons of awesome guests on his podcast. He's recently stopped the podcast though because now he's a full-time content creator for a company called Liquid IV and he is loving it because he, despite putting the podcast on pause, he wanted to become a full-time content creator. That was his goal, whether it was the podcast or other means. At the tail end of 2019, I believe it was beginning of fall, he put up an Instagram story and said, by the end of 2019, I will have a job as a full-time content creator. Bet on it. And it happened. So he's a full-time content creator now for Liquid IV. And I really enjoyed my po- the podcast that him and I recorded. Now, of course, a lot of our conversation was centered around his time hosting the Purpose in the Youth podcast. Obviously, something I could relate to. I like talking to fellow podcasters because it's always, it's just an interesting conversation because they understand the side of the interviewer in that situation. And it's always fun when you get a podcaster in the seat as the interviewee. So I really enjoyed talking to Bobby about how he started a podcast, the whole process behind it, how he approached interviewing his guests, how he approached the whole process. And one thing that I do want to say with interviewing a fellow podcaster that I wanted to show my appreciation for was the constant compliments Bobby would give for how I conducted the interview and my research. If you listen to the full podcast, you know there's a couple different times throughout the podcast where he say he thanked me for my research, he shouted me out for my intro, he clapped for my research short at one point. He just at multiple different times called out the fact that he could tell I did my research. And that just I just a I really appreciate that. Obviously as a po- I, I as a podcaster that's that means a lot to me. So it was really cool to hear that from Bobby, especially as someone that I respect as a fellow podcaster. I never actually listened to his podcast too, too often. I listened to it. The first time I ever was exposed to it was when I was preparing for the podcast I did with Justin Odisho, I believe, because usually what I do as part of my research process is I try and listen to some podcasts that my guests have been on. And Justin Odisho was on Bobby's podcast. So that's how I was exposed to his podcast for the first time. Tyler Babin also made an Instagram post about his podcast at one point. I can't remember when I would have seen that. So maybe that predates the Justin O'Dee show. But anyways, so I'd heard of his podcast a little bit. And honestly, it was probably three episodes before he put pause on the purpose in the youth when I actually finally subscribed to his podcast. But I totally lost where I was going with that point. But it was just really, it was, it was, I really appreciate him calling out the research that I did for the podcast. And also, I mean, it was part of the, Part of that reason too is I feel like whenever I go into podcasts, I always try and find that one nugget or that other or that one thing that people won't expect me to know. And for Bobby's, it was just I had a, quite a few stacked up just from the research. Sometimes I, I got lucky with a couple things that I clicked on that led to certain questions. But 
yeah, I just wanted to give him a special shout out for that because I just appreciate how much, how he was able to tell the amount of work that I put into the podcast because from the outside looking in, some people might not realize it's just a simple conversation, but there's hours of preparation that goes into every single podcast that I do. And I'm not saying my normal guests don't appreciate it. I always, I have people mention, even some, some people that listen to this podcast will say their favorite moment on this podcast is when I ask people a question and their reaction, you can tell they weren't expecting me to figure that out. So and I just, most guests, I'm not saying most guests don't appreciate it. That's not what I'm saying, but it was just Bobby, not only shouting it out the first time it happened, but every other time after that. So I just wanted to say thank you to him for that. But now let's talk about Bobby's podcast. Let's talk about the purpose in the youth. I think what really stood out to me about it was, especially like doing the deep dive into who Bobby was and his content and going back to the history of the Purpose in the Youth podcast, was his commitment to the podcast right out the gate. He invested heavily from the get-go. He bought expensive mics, he branded, he got like hats and shirts and posters and phone cases and he spent tons of money, a lot of money that he didn't necessarily have at the time. Not that he didn't have it, but pretty much all the money he had was invested into this podcast. And like he said on the show, was part of the reason was because by doing that, he's forcing himself to stay committed. Imagine he spends thousands of dollars to start this podcast and then three weeks later, he gives up on it. And he's wasted this all this money. So by doing that, it's, it's, part, it's to keep him accountable to stay consistent with the podcast. So that's part of the reason that he did it. But to put it in context, like he probably spent more when he launched his podcast with buying all the gear and everything than I probably have, excluding like, of course, my flight, my plane and the trip to New York. He probably spent more right out the gate than I have collectively on my podcast. So he was committed from the get-go. And I think that's an important thing. Whenever you want to start something, you have to commit to it. You give it, like if you genuinely want to take anything seriously, if, whether it's your own podcast, you have to commit to it. I don't think you necessarily need to spend the money that Bobby did. People ask me all the time, what kind of gear do I need to start a podcast? And I was like, literally the phone in your pocket and that's it. But you just have to commit to it. And I'm not saying I don't think Bobby would have been able to commit to his podcast had he not invested that money. But that was just something that he pointed out on the podcast is that by spending that, he's guaranteeing that he'll stick to it. But I think even if he'd started on his cell phone, he would have stuck with it. But he didn't just do it from his phone for this reason. He treated the podcast like it had millions of listeners listeners from the very first episode. This is this is part of the, like, it's not, and I really like that. And I think that's an important aspect. And a lot of people hear that. And some people might be like, oh, fake it till you make it. But it's not faking it until you make it. It's acting like who you want to become before you are that person. And by acting like the person you want to become, you will eventually become that person. No, Bobby didn't end up getting millions and millions of listens and downloads per podcast. But that allowed him having that mindset and acting like he was already one of the biggest podcasts, if not the biggest podcast in the world, allowed him to operate in a way that's different than if you act like only like, oh, whatever, 30 people listen to this podcast, doesn't matter. By acting like it's as big as he wanted it to be, he's going to treat it like it's that big. And I think that's an important mindset to have whenever you're starting something back to being committed, also just having the mindset that this is going to be what you want it to become like this. That's almost like what I talk about when I talk about manifestation, where manifest manifestation isn't just writing something down and it's going to happen. It's writing it down, having the mindset that it will happen, which is what Bobby had. He had the mindset that it was happen. And what Bobby also had is he had the work. He put his money where his mouth was. He walked the walk. He didn't just walk. He didn't just talk the talk. He walked the walk 
and he stuck to it. He had the mindset that it was going to be big and he worked his ass off and stayed committed working towards that goal. And ultimately didn't happen and his life took a different turn. We're going to get to why he might not have necessarily had the millions of downloads, but he's still successful. But just that mindset is something so, so important when you're in the beginning of whatever it is you're starting, whether it's a podcast, a business, a YouTube channel, act like it's already where you want it to be. And that will allow you to work towards that better than if you're just operating like I only have 20 people watching my YouTube videos. And the other thing, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, was when Bobby first started the podcast, yes, he bought all the gear, but he also got the hat, the shirt, the poster, the phone case. And he had his branding down from the get. He has a clean branding. He had the dad hats, different colors, a couple different shirts. And I just, that was another thing that I noticed from the beginning. Cause like, I remember, look, I would like go back and watch old YouTube videos during my preparation process for this podcast. And I noticed like he had a phone case like a couple years ago that had the purpose and the use the current logo, like the logo for as far as I can tell didn't change. And I think part of that is having that professional look, not necessarily, not that, the content wasn't there for it but to be taken seriously. But by having that professional look, it makes people take you seriously because people judge on a quick glance. And if your branding's not down, if you don't look professional, people judge. And Bobby, I don't know if he, I'm assuming he understood that, whether it was intuitive or by design, he had a professional look to his podcast from the get-go, from the beginning of the podcast. It looked professional from a branding standpoint. And that's important. And now I've had the idea in my brain for a while to rebrand the podcast and going through the research process and kind of having that kind of click in my brain as to how having that clean branding that Bobby had can benefit him as a podcaster made me really take the jump to rebranding my podcast. I've been thinking about it for probably four months. I want to say at least now, what month is it now? Right now you're releasing this in April. I'm recording it in March. Just before Christmas, I'd start talking about wanting to rebrand my podcast. And of course, also part of that, part of the reason I've also done it is because I have more time right now being home because I'm self not self-isolating, social distancing, physical distancing, but it was a combination of wanting to rebrand my podcast, having the time and getting a chance to speak to Bobby and having the puzzle pieces kind of click in my brain as to why I really need to prioritize rebranding my podcast is to have that professional look because I think it's only going to help you. When you reach out to people, they see the professional look. They're going to take you more seriously. I think my current, or not my current because my branding has been updated now, my previous branding didn't look too professional. It was, I made it a couple of years ago before my graphic design skills were where they are today. I mean, my graphic design skills aren't anything special right now. But where they were a couple years ago was far even worse than where I'm at now. So my branding, you couldn't look at my podcast cover and figure out what the podcast was about. My social life, like the social kind of alludes to social media, but it's not necessarily clear. My font was interesting. You might not even be able to read it. I had Polaroids on the cover of my podcast because I thought that was super unique at the time where I'm going to take a Polaroid photo of all my guests and that's just going to be like a way to set my podcast apart. Meanwhile, Bobby had been doing that on purpose in the youth for over a year before I started my podcast and I had no idea. So either way, having a clean look is going to make you is going to allow you to be taken more seriously. And it's a combination of combining everything that I just talked about, how Bobby invested heavily and he was committed from the get-go. He had them in his mind and acted like he was already where he wanted to be. And he had the branding and the look to back it up. He looked the part, he acted the part, he invested to stay committed. He wasn't there yet, but he had all the pieces in place to work towards it. Go all in. If you really want to be successful, you can't half-ass it. And Bobby 
doesn't half-ass it, period. Not just with the Purpose in the Youth podcast, but with everything he does, he dives headfirst into it. And that is a big reason why he is able to be successful. And I can already hear people thinking of reasons, excuses as to why they can't necessarily dive all in. But let me remind you of this. Bobby recorded for over three years of the Purpose in the Youth podcast, like I said, with people like Drama, Matt Diavella, Matt Como, Justin Odisho, Tyler Babin. He had some big name guests on his podcast. And let me remind you where he recorded these podcasts. In his bedroom, as he refers to it, the bed rudio, the combination of the bedroom and the studio. It's the bed rudio, which is awesome, but he's still recording these podcasts in his bedroom. But he didn't let that stop him. Back to the point I was just talking about. He was acting as if he had millions of downloads and he wasn't going to let his lack of space stop him from doing that. He turned his bedroom into a studio. When I first discovered his podcast for a, f- a f- I don't know, whoa, for a while, I didn't even know it was in his bedroom. It wasn't until I found his personal Instagram and followed his personal Instagram that I realized it was in his bedroom where he recorded these podcasts and my mind was blown because it looked so professional and so clean. I couldn't believe it was in his bedroom. All of that to say, don't make an excuse. Make the most of what you have. Bobby made the most of his small space. He crushed it. He made it look like it was legit. And by making it look like it was legit, it was legit. He acted like he had a million followers before he had them. He had the space to match his actions. He wasn't just recording it in his bedroom on the edge of his bed where they sat on the edge of his bed and recorded the podcast. No, he invested. He got the table. He got the neon sign. He made it look like a studio in his bedroom. And he repped it. And it worked. So don't make excuses for your lack of resources or your whatever. There's always a way to work around your excuse, even if you're recording podcasts out of your bedroom. Now, I want to talk about one specific podcast from that I have my a takeaway that I had from my conversation with Bobby. I know this was a podcast that I asked him about that he was he was impressed. I asked him about some. Of the, I don't know, I don't want to say impressed, but he was happy that I asked him about this specific podcast when I was interviewing him. It was a podcast episode number thirty three, which is the one he did with his dad, and. I brought, I mentioned on the podcast why I wanted to ask about the specific one. It's because I've had the idea for a while to interview my family, just specifically my nan and my granddad. I want to sit down and I want to have an at length conversation in the form of a podcast with my grandparents. And I don't want it to be on my social life. I don't think it's the place for it. I want to have it. I don't even think I'm going to share it publicly. I just want to have it for my own personal records and for me to have and to look back on to the point that Bobby made. We live with our parents and we spend so much time with our parents growing up. We've known them for so long, more than any other human being on this planet, but we still don't actually know that much about our parents. And even less so about my grandparents, about your grandparents, right? So I think it'll be super interesting to have the opportunity to sit down with my granddad, sit across the table from him and interview him. Because when you have a when, you, when you're on a podcast, the interaction is different than just a regular conversation. You can ask about things and go into areas that people don't normally go into when they're not on a podcast. It's just the way you conduct the conversation, the way I behave as a person on the other side of the conversation. I personally act differently when I'm interviewing someone versus when I'm just talking to them. I've even tried to test this out a little bit and I've kind of flipped on, like the way I explain it to my girlfriend when we talk about it is I flip on my podcast brain is kind of how I explain it. 
and I try to talk to someone like they're on the podcast. And I even feel like just doing that, the conversation is a little bit more meaningful, a little bit deeper than normal. And there's more significance and more value out of it. So now imagine actually doing a podcast with my grandparents and talking about their story and really kind of telling this, telling their story for me to have forever and recording it so that I have it. And just getting stories and talking to them in a way I've never interacting with my grandparents in a way that I never have before to learn new things about them. And I think that's super interesting. I haven't actually had the chance. I want to go back and I want to download Bobby's podcast to see how he maneuvered and navigated that conversation with his dad and what that led to. Because it's something that's an idea that's fascinating me for some time now. And I really want to do it, especially now. I want to do it even more so with everything that's currently happening with the coronavirus. I'm unable to go and see my grandparents. And with that and just not being able to see that makes me want to record this podcast even more. I want to sit down. I want to talk to them. I want to talk about things we've never talked about, learn stories about my grandparents, learn how they look at the world. I never really talked to my grandparents about how they view the world and their approach to motivation and success and regret. I've never talked to my grandparents about that, and I really want to. And just I'm almost just saying this just to kind of get this out there in public so that I can hold myself accountable and actually follow through and do it. When this corona this coronavirus situation, when it improves, and maybe it's improved right now, this pod, you're probably listening to this a month after I'm recording, and I'm recording this on March 30th, so I'm hoping that everything, not everything's back to normal, obviously it's not going to be back to normal in a month, but I'm hoping things are starting to improve so that I can get to a point where I can go and visit my grandparents soon, and I can sit down and I can record a podcast with them. I just think it would be a special experience, and I really want to do it. So one thing, and part of the reason I want to do that is like I said, like Bobby said on the podcast, we've we've known our parents for so long, but we don't really know them. Which is part of the reason, another thing that I, this is kind of a side tangent that I want to talk about. Part of the reason that I like documenting the way I've been documenting, I've kind of dropped the ball in terms of like documenting and vlogging and stuff, but all the documenting I've done to this point, whether it be all the vlogs I posted on my YouTube or the photos I've taken and posted on my Instagram, all this documenting that we as a generation are doing, is going to allow our kids to get a better sense of who we were and who we are than we ever had before. I can't tell you how much money I would pay to watch a vlog or a documentary about my granddad when he was growing up, or even my dad or my mom. Could you imagine what was my mom like in high school? What was my mom like in college? I would pay so much money to watch that video. It would be so fascinating. And now we are doing that as a generation at scale. So I think it's going to be so crazy for our kids to have that ability. They're going to have a luxury that we don't have to basically be able to go on and watch and look at what their parents were like growing up. Now, some of you listening to that, you might think that's a bad thing. I think it's an incredible thing. I think it's so cool that our kids are going to have that ability. And I'm not going to have, and I don't have that ability to do that with my dad or my mom or my grandparents so I want to try and do that retroactively and find a way to tell their story and learn about them in a way. Of course, I can't go back and watch my granddad's vlog from when he was in his 20s, but I could talk to him about that time in a way we've never had before. So that's something I really want to do, and I just really want to talk about that on this Takeaways episode. Another thing that Bobby mentioned, and I guess it's kind of even more, it can apply to this coronavirus situation or like the moments prior to the coronavirus situation and this was honestly, it wasn't the biggest moment on the podcast, but Bobby kind of mentioned this quickly in passing as we were talking about him moving to LA and LA is somewhere he'd wanted to move since he was in like the fifth grade. 
it was a goal of his and he was actually going to do it. He committed to doing it within, he had the date picked out when he was going to move to LA and he wrote down on a whiteboard, 223 days to moving to LA, whatever it was. And every day he'd erase it in 222 days. And then he'd erase it 221 days. And eventually he erased the whole thing. He stopped counting down the days until he was moving to LA. Why? Because he wanted to enjoy the time he had in Boston, in Massachusetts, where he'd grown up, in Chicopee, Boston. He wanted to enjoy the time while he was still there. He wanted to live in the moment. He didn't want to just be so fixated on what's ahead and what's to come that he's not paying attention to where he's at now. This part really stood out to me. That just that we really, really, it's so important to be present in the moment and enjoy the times that we have before those times are gone. Enjoy the relationships, the friends, the relatives, your family. Enjoy those relationships. Enjoy those connections. Enjoy those moments because every moment is fleeting and it will be gone sooner, sooner than later. So enjoy the present. Don't always be looking to what's next. Enjoy where you're at. This reminded me of the quote from The Office. The quote, if you're familiar with The Office, I'm assuming you know where I'm going with this, but Andy, who's a character on The Office, if you've never seen it, but there's a scene where he's talking to the camera and he goes, I just wish there was a way you, you, know, you, you knew you were in the good old days before you left them. I just got chills as I said that. That's kind of weird. But that I wish you knew when you were in the good old days before you left them. Something to that extent. I probably misquoted that. But that's the extent of the quote. And with that in mind, treat every day, every moment as if you're in the good old days. Because at some point you are going to be in those good old days and then they're going to be gone. So treat every moment as if that's where you are. Because like I said, time is fleeting, moments pass, days pass. But as I look back on my life, I kind of look back on every different period as the good old days. I look back at high school. I loved high school. Those are the days, man, I would go back to high school. I would love to. Small town, all my friends lived within like 10 minutes of me. I could walk to most of my friends' houses. If not, i just call them. We'd jump in the car. We'd cruise around, drive around town for three, four hours doing absolutely nothing, driving to stop and talk, to stop and talk in one empty parking lot, to drive to another one, to stop and talk there, to meeting up with our other friends who were also cruising around and hanging out, to stopping at the local restaurant, eating there. I would love to go back to high school. Those were the days. You know, and I'd also love to go back to college because college were the days too. I had new friends, new experiences. I moved out of my small town. I moved to Ottawa, made new friends, made new memories. Those were the days. I would go back to those days too. So for me, this might not be applicable to everyone, but I always look back at my past and think those were the days. So it's important to remember to treat every moment like it's like that because eventually you're going to look back on today and you're going to be like, man, those were the days. So enjoy those days while you're in them. I think that's super, super important. Now transitioning from that, back to another point about the podcast. I asked Bobby how he maintains his relationships with his guests, how he approaches kind of the interaction with them once they've left the podcast. And this is important. I want to tell you the quote that Bobby said. This is the first thing he said. And this is important. This is the most important part in terms of maintaining relationships with people from the podcast. You don't ask for shit in return. That is what Bobby said. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. That 
you don't, what you don't do is you don't ask for shit in return. You just have to stay basically how I do it. And I feel like Bobby approaches it probably better than I do, but I feel like I approach it in a similar way to how he approaches it. And you just kind of have to stay active and engaging with that person. I used to like, I don't want to remain top of mind, but if I see a story of theirs, I swipe up, I congratulate them to Bobby's point, wish them a happy birthday, like their posts, comment on their posts, stay engaged with them as if you're just a follower of theirs now, but you're a follower that interview them on the podcast. And if you do handle it in the way Bobby does, oh, you, that podcast that was in that dude's bedroom, but it was, it was like a sick setup. It was in his bedroom, but it was sick and he was super dope. He had high energy, he was professional. Then I don't remember Bobby. And what Bobby does then is he just kind of makes himself just, he'll just pop up from time to time. Not like happy birthday. Oh shit, Bobby, right? Bobby. Oh, thanks man. Just staying consistent, popping up from time to time, wishing them good luck on new adventures or different things like that. Just staying consistent with engaging with them. That's it. And eventually they're thinking they're talking, one of his past guests is talking to a friend of theirs. Their friend is saying they want to be on more podcasts. And he goes, oh, you know, I know this guy that you should totally go on his podcast. His name's Bobby. And then da 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 He records out of his bedroom the whole thing just because he's staying consistent and engaging with them. He doesn't just ghost. Sometimes he does, maybe. I believe he said he's never spoken to Drama since he had him on the podcast. And Drama was one of the most significant people that Bobby interviewed. But with other people, you know, just staying consistent, messaging with them. You don't ask for shit in return. Like where I want to, like an example I can give you from my own life of this is people ask me, not so much anymore, but especially right after New York and even as I continue to interview people from Gary's office, is why don't you ask one of the people you've, uh, someone from, why don't you ask someone from Team Gary V to like see if you can get Gary on the podcast? And like, I just, I never have. I was never even like a thought in my head. Like obviously, like not, not on a thought in my head, but it's never been something I've legitimately considered. And how I've explained it, even the way I explained it to Hayden, we were in New York prepping for the podcast with Caleb and Brandon, who we recorded with in VaynerMedia when we were in New York, was I want to make sure that these two guys, they understand that I'm asking them to come to my podcast because I want to talk to them. I'm not trying to talk to them to get to Gary. And that was very, very important to me heading into both of those interviews. Of course, we're not just going to not talk about Gary. That's such a big part of their story and their narrative that we can't ignore that. But... I'm not interviewing strictly to just talk about Gary and things Gary does and how do I get to Gary and use that. And I've never once asked any one of my podcast guests from VaynerMedia. I've interviewed six people to date that have worked for or currently work at VaynerMedia and on Team Gary V. I've interviewed Caleb Ralston, Brandon Hatcher, Seth Feingers, Max Brown, Dania Ossie, and Jason Morena. I've never asked any of them to have Gary on my podcast and I don't intend to and I'm not trying to put this out here in this podcast that hopefully one of them hears and goes oh no dude let me totally I'll get Gary on your podcast for you that's not what I'm doing here I'm trying to explain to you that I'm not trying to ever have them introduce me to Gary maybe one day I will send a cold email to Gary and that's going to get him on my podcast that is the only situation that I've currently accepted as possible as possible to getting Gary on my podcast I will never ask one of them to make the connection because that's not why I have them on my podcast. I, and I still message them. I talk to Danny. I've been on Danny's podcast since she started releasing her own. And I've still, I talk to Jason. I message Caleb from time to time. Brandon and I reply to his Instagram stories. I stay connected with these people, but just because I think they're dope people and I want to stay connected to them. And that's just a really important takeaway. Just interview people that you want to interview. Don't try and use people to get to other people. 
And most importantly, don't ask for shit in return. I want to talk about one other thing before. This is probably encroaching on the longest takeaways episode in the history of my social life, but I want to talk about this thing, this last, this next, this last part. This happened again. This was earlier on in the podcast, but Bobby, probably within six months after graduating, I believe, got a letter from his school, from Bentley University. And this letter said 99% of your graduating class have received a full-time job in their industry. 99%. That 1%? And that 1% was Bobby Hobart. Crazy, right? He was even saying, wow, I've never, it's so cool to be in the 1% of something. And you know what though? And like you, he could have, he could have read that. He could have read that letter and gotten discouraged. Could have given up. He didn't. What he ended up doing was it kind of fueled his fire. You know, it didn't like, he could have read that letter and been like, man, you know what? Everyone's got a job. I don't have a job. I should just, I should just give up on this podcast. I should just go get a job in corporate America. The rest of my grad class does. They're more successful than me now. Screw it. But he didn't. He stayed consistent with the podcast. He kept doing it. He didn't want to go get a job in corporate America. So he didn't. He got that note. And what he did, he pursued the podcast with everything that he had. And look where that led him to. He ended up in LA interviewing celebrities in his bedroom. And now he has his dream job as a full-time content creator. All because when he got that letter, he threw it in the garbage. I don't actually know if he threw it in the garbage, but you understand what I'm saying. He got that letter and he didn't let it phase him. He stuck to what he was doing. He followed his heart. And that is the final takeaway. Follow your heart. Bobby's done that from the get-go. He's Instead of getting a job in corporate America, instead of getting trying to get some fancy job, he recorded podcast interviews in his bedroom. But you know what? That's what his heart was telling him to do. That's what he wanted to do. So he kept doing it. Even now, even today, it hasn't changed. He stopped doing Purpose in these podcasts. And a lot of people might be like, why would you do that? You're three years in over 140 interviews. You've put in all this time, all this money, and you just stopped doing it. But his heart was telling him his heart wasn't in it anymore. He wanted to be a full-time content creator. He got an opportunity. That's what his heart was telling him to do. So he did it. He went after it. He followed his heart. And he's always operated like that. I even said on the podcast, and I think I listened to an old interview he did in like 2018 with him saying that at the end of the day, he's his number one priority. The podcast wasn't his number one priority. Money wasn't his number one priority. He was his number one priority. And following his heart was his number one priority. He's followed his heart. He always has, and he always will. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to follow your heart. Think back. Have you ever had a moment? What is your letter moment? Were you, were you were faced with like a fork of the road of which way to go? Was it to continue to follow your heart or take the safe road, safe road, safe route, whatever I was going to say. Think about it. I want you to follow your heart. That's the most important thing you can do. Cause the last thing that you want to have happen is to look back and regret. So make sure you follow your heart. I want to thank you so much for listening to this takeaways episode of the podcast. Whether you listen the entire way through, you only listen to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. This is probably one of the most fired up I've ever been in a takeaways episode. This is probably the longest takeaways episode I've ever recorded. But granted, I interviewed Bobby for an hour and 45 minutes. So I had a lot of things to talk about in this takeaways episode. 
If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews you get, the more it helps new people find this show. And it really helps to grow the community that I'm trying to develop here. Also, if you want to follow Bobby, you can find him on Instagram at, at Bay. That's three B's, four A's. I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast. Like I said, I've rebranded the podcast. This is the first podcast with the new branding. So go and check it out. Let me know what you think. And if you'd like to follow us on YouTube, you can find us by searching up my social life. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.